points. Chris Coleman with a monumental effort here at High Sense Arena. <laughs> this man is doing it in one of the best leagues in the world, outside the NBA. Hashtag see incredible. Hashtag see incredible. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the NBL News Podcast. Joined by Aiden and Jax once again. What's going on, guys? Nothing much. Good round of basketball. I had a good night last night talking to the sport blokes on their podcast. They'll be coming out, you know, either today or tomorrow. So I had good fun with them and just glad to be back on this podcast. You're betraying us, Jackson. No, no, no. I, I was the guest. Jackson like... was just exploring. His options, you know? He's just exploring his every option. He's taking the bag. He's trying to find the bag. He's going to take the money. He's going where the money is. Um, nah. Uh, round 18 review. Um, not much to talk about this week, but we'll get through it straight away. We'll get through, firstly, the Perth Wildcats. They lose three home games in a row the first time. This was very surprising. The first time they've lost three home games in a row since 1999, which is a crazy set. So 23 years ago, um, they've lost to the Jack Jumpers, the Sydney Kings, and now United. I mean, what what's happened to the Wildcats, Jackson? Three home games in a row. What's happened? Well, John Brown's happened, and we'll talk about that later. But I think that entire situation and Norton going down injured yeah. has just affected the team. Like, uh, yeah, the, the situation wouldn't, wouldn't have been great on the culture of the team with, you know, Frazier sticking around, even though they were trying to get rid of him and, uh, you know, bringing this new guy who's, you know, now been captured training with the team. Like he's not being treated as some sort of ghost anymore. And, um, yeah, United's... Um, the game against United was very uh, up and down. Like for the final quarter, United just rolled them with Shaley. And yeah. Um, yeah, it was a difficult time to be a Wildcats. I'll ask, I'll ask this question Do you think it would have been a different result had Norton played? Yes. Do you think they yeah. would have won? I think they would have at least made it a whole lot closer in that final quarter if Norton was playing because he adds what Ely adds to. United exactly. and that's defensive yeah. pressure, that's leadership, that's culture. Like he's their vice captain, Norton, and you know, they're missing a bit of leadership at the moment. Adam, what are your thoughts on the Wildcats right now? Well, they're, they're kind of in a hole, they're not in a massive hole. They haven't, you know, done dug themselves good ones. But Norton as the value of like what Chris Golden did earlier in the season when he wasn't playing, he adds that little leadership. Yeah, it's like Jackson leadership. Um, I feel like his presence in the starting five is just what they need. They're missing it with yeah. nothing against what the starting five is doing, but yeah, yes, like I, I'm not saying they would have won or lost the last three, but he would have had some impact in how results went. They're just missing the glue guy, as I like to call him. He's a little, yeah, he's definitely the glue guy. Uh, glue guy. Um, they, uh, do you feel like they're also missing? Fraser, it's a hard question to put out, but do you think they're missing Fraser as well? A little, just they're just missing another option off the bench. Like, I feel like Travis and Vaughn got overplayed at times. Like, I know they've been overplayed all season, but having the option to go to an import when you know, play like Vickle was in the guy drop, um, 
and so was Ragsdorf. They have someone to go to in case things are going wrong. Yeah. Jackson, you think they're missing Fraser a little bit off the bench? They're missing him for his um, perimeter defense. But, yep. like, I'd be much rather having Blanchfield or Travers out there, you know, defending, golding, or, you know, just so that they're active on offense rather than Frazier jacking up two shots a game and missing both of them. Yeah. But, like, Frazier adds a whole lot more defense than, you know, Blanchfield does. And LT is just, you know, he, at one point in the game, right, he was guarding Matthew Delavadova, and then he was switched on to Joel Wallachul, and then he was playing power forward at the on the offensive end, and like very versatile player. Yeah, they, but yeah, they are missing him a bit, but not a lot because they don't really need another shooting guard. Yeah, true, but I mean, where do they go from here? Do you just hope for Norton and Fraser to come back? I mean. What, where do they go, Jackson? Well, they better beat New Zealand this week, I'm telling you that. Because <laughs> if they don't, I'm starting to think maybe the streak's done. But surely Oof. they beat New Zealand. No, nah, I think they're still New Zealand's going to be tough, I reckon. I reckon New Zealand's going to be tough. Yeah, I mean, well, that's anyone in the competition right now. I feel like even though teams like New Zealand and, and Cairns are out of the finals, they're still got to give a real... Uh, well, like Jackson said, it might come to the last game. It? it could. It could come to the last day. Um, Sydney Kings, 10 in a row for them. It, it, they're definitely the best team in the competition right now. They're smashing every team. They smashed the Wildcats. They smashed the Jack Chompers. They're smacking these teams that are just on the brink of finals. Um, Adam, what do you make of the Kings right now in their form? They're just on fire, but they, they, they. I know COVID restricted. You know who they played early. United three games in a like in a row in a well, in a patch, but I want to see them against a United defensive team and just see how they go. Like they're good offensively, but I want to see how they. You know. Yeah, I'm interested. Delhi, bubble. Definitely, I'm interested in the Sydney Melbourne matchup again. I mean, um, last I think. What's what's the um, season series against them? I think Melbourne's beating them. Melbourne won two one because who won? Um, they lost that first like quarter. round one in Sydney, and yep. then they Melbourne smashed them by 30, 40 odd points one time. And then, a great first quarter, and it never looked like. <laughs> yeah, um, but it will be interesting. When when do they play next? Do any of you finals. know when Melbourne and it'll Sydney be finals. play? It'll be finals because of the COVID. Stuff early in the season, really, it'll be finals then next time they play each other. Well, well if, they, if they both make like this, like how did a lot of works? I'm not I'm gonna say, no, I'm not saying they're not gonna make fun. I mean, like how you know, yeah, you're right, the yeah, be interesting. Well, they might not see each other again this season, yeah. So, well, you know, people would need to remember that that wasn't the NBA making Melbourne Sydney play each other just based on it, it was because of all the COVID, you know, yeah, early on in the season, yeah, 100%. Uh, Jackson, what do you make of the Kings right now? Dominant. And um, I was saying this to the sports blokes last night. I just have a feeling that their streak is going to come to an end by losing to either a Tassie or a New Zealand <laughs> or, a, or a Cairns or somebody that that's the way the NBA isn't, ex- you know, expecting to beat them. That's yeah. why. Rather than a United or a Illawarra or whoever. That's why I thought that. I thought it was going to happen on Sunday. I thought Sydney were going to lose to Chassis, but then they booked Tassie, and I'm like, oh, maybe not. Yeah. So, I mean, LA this week. They could lose to LA in overtime. Oh, my God. Justin Jones could go off. 
I don't I, imagine. I mean, we've seen some crazy things in the NBL, but to be brutally honest, the way the Kings are playing, I did. I feel like they're definitely going to beat an Adelaide team that don't barely play their imports. So. I, I may have jinxed it, but uh, <laughs> so always jinxed it. Always when we hyper team, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know. <laughs> so just wait for my hot take. But anyway, I mean, you look at the the rest of their uh, their fixture, the Sydney Kings. Um, do you see them losing any more games? I mean, they play they play Adelaide and Adelaide, New Zealand in Bendigo, Illawarra in uh, in Wollongong, Adelaide back home, Cairns and Cairns, Illawarra again. They play the only top fourteen they play is the Hawks. Do you, see them, do you see them losing against the Hawks? Not really. I yeah, Jackson? I see them coming close to losing to the Hawks, but I don't think they'll lose. It'll be close. So you but... think they'll win every game for the rest of the season now? No, but because I see them losing to a Cairns or a New Zealand, I just have Fair a enough. feeling that they that their streak is going to come to an end by losing to a bottom four team. And yeah. Fair enough. Um, I want to talk about the Cairns Taipans. They are playing some unreal. I think they've won four out of their last five. It may be incorrect there, but I'm, I'm pretty sure. They're on fire at the moment. I mean, Liam San Marino just put them above the Phoenix, I believe, in the uh, power rankings. So they're definitely um, the team that beat. Kenu Pinda is unreal. Bull Quoll, those guys, they have... Adam Ford has put them under his wing, and they've been unreal this season, um, definitely the last couple games. Um, but the, the, I think this Taipans team, I think you guys can agree, this Taipans team... Is definitely better on paper, or just as good as on paper as their team that made the finals two years ago. You would even say they got a better coach in Ford. Um, the the only thing with this Taipans team, they've had injuries all season. Machado missed the first few rounds of the season. McCall's been missing games here and there. Zimmerman's been out for the last few weeks. Noise been injured. Noise been injured. Yeah. has been out for the whole season as well. You, you look at this team. I mean. If there wasn't injuries, where would you see this team, uh, Aiden? Top four. Well and truly top four. Really? Mm-hmm. Even third. But above you, Laurel. I haven't played in the world. You think this team is definitely better than that team two seasons ago? Yeah, they're definitely so much better. Like they've got, like you said, Qual, they've got Pindar, they've got. Yeah. Like their bench a few years ago was. Not as good. Bench. Like, Krizlovich, to his own right, has played really well. But, like, Blugo, Jevic, and Krizlovich back then were... And Anthony Fisher. People forget about Anthony Fisher. Yes, big Anthony Fisher. So, they've replaced Anthony Fisher with Bukwab, essentially. And um, Pinder's just torched everyone. He, so I think... Look, I, I asked Jackson here. Do you think Pinder is most improved? When, when I look at most improved, I mean, yeah, Joel is his stats have gone up a lot. But... Pinder, you look at him, he's actually improved as a player. Do you, do you agree, yeah. Jackson? 100%, but I, I don't see him winning it just because of how well Luala Chua has been. And I feel like, you know, media people and the head coaches and captains and whoever votes on it, I just think they're going to vote for JLA. But Pinder deserves it. Uh, like yeah. if it was the true most improved player, P- Pinder will win it. But... Because yeah. I, I feel like Luella Shaw has always had that with him. We've seen oh, glimpses yeah. of it last season. He played like 15 minutes and have 
you know, 15 points. Well, Pinder, you saw last season with Adelaide, he was struggling. Start of the season, he was struggling a lot there, trying to find his role. Musa Cairns plays under a good, uh, a former coach in Adam Ford, and, and now he's he's playing really well, and he's become a guy that's got to be getting paid this offseason. He's, he's definitely capable of being a starter in this league as well. So I think he's definitely a most improved player. Um, but yeah, Southeast Melbourne, uh, I want to talk about them as well. I'm going to you first, Aiden. One question. Is their season over? Done? Well, if we want to go technically, no. But if we're going to base in form, yes. I mean, you look at that, that game against the Taipans, must-win well, game. I wasn't actually home fucking, so I, I, I have no insight of what happened and what went wrong. But, but Joe Chi came back, yeah? Yeah, Joe Chi was back. I mean, Cairns were missing... McCall, no, 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 that, that wasn't. Zimmerman. No, 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 no. That's that's not me saying Joe Chi should have. Yeah, but um, but you look at their team. I, I don't think there's any excuse for that loss in Cairns. That's what I'm trying to figure out. That's what I'm trying to figure out. What what went wrong? Jackson, what what do you think went wrong with the the Phoenix against Cairns? What went wrong with the Phoenix is because Carl Adam missed a pass again. <laughs> like, I don't think you can. can... I'm not blaming the loss on Carl Ladner <laughs> whatsoever. But, but like that's twice now, right? I mean, and I know last time there was like a zero, like a one percent chance of them winning with zero point seven. Oh, the Sydney like, Kings game. Okay, that, that yeah. one, that one was like you know hail mary. Yeah, but like, just give the ball to Creek, get out of the way, like post it down to Joe Chi, and he'll draw a double team. Somebody will be open from three. There's your answer. Yeah. But, it's probably up to Joe Chi. No, we pinned up pinned without him. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I still see them having a chance with the way Perth are going at the moment. So yeah. I'm trying to say Perth to do something. It's going to be an interest. It's, it might come to your last day for it. I still don't think it yeah. will. I feel like oh, yeah. I don't think the Sydney Kings Illawarra game will define yeah. who makes finals, but I Sydney think the Perth Southeast Melbourne. Who's second and who's third? I reckon. I reckon United kind of got yeah. first. Um, but yeah, I, look, I can't pinpoint exactly what's gone wrong with the Phoenix. Do they really miss Brock off that much? Like, I, I just can't pinpoint what's happened to them and, and why they're in this huge slump when they're losing to teams like Adelaide and, um, and Cairns and, and that. So I don't know. So they're in a slump. I think they're, here's a question. Who's more, who's in more of a slump right now? The Phoenix or the Wildcats? Perth. I can Perth because you're at home. That, that's the only reason why I'm, I'm not trying to be, say it's like because we're not playing home games. But the fact that Perth's based in Perth and have been playing in Perth, I yeah. think they're more in a slump. Fair enough. 100%. Nothing, yeah. like, I'm, not saying, I'm not trying to be biased. This is me just saying because <laughs> the travel and stuff, you know, some places. Well, what, well, we've got a Perth and Southeast Melbourne fan. So there's, there's yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, no we both agree yeah. with it. So we're fine. Yeah, I, I think Perth are in more of a slump as well. Um, talk about Perth, John Brown. We talk about him every week now, but this will probably be the last time no we worries. talk about him. Thank in the God, year. no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, it won't be the last time we talk about him. No, I think it is, but um, situation oh. his fever clearance finally got cleared uh on Monday, I believe, uh, Monday night, uh, and it took a while. He's been in, in Perth for the last couple of weeks, um, probably say about 12 days ago, he came here, um, and 
immediately the NBL shut it down during La Liga. Says the NBL, well, says, well, the NBL has basically denied the Perth Wildcats registered register their player late. So basically, the situation is you have to register a player for seven games at least, at least seven games. There's five games left for Perth right now, but there is a rule stating that um, under, under, you know, crazy circumstances, the NBL can, you know, change the rules, I guess. But um, they didn't allow it. The quote from Jeremy Liga here says, although we would have loved to see John Brown in the NBL, the integrity of the competition must come first. I want to hear from a Perth fan first in Jackson. What are your thoughts on uh, this decision by the NBL? Integrity is a word that was used to describe this situation. And, um, and I'm just going to lay out a few things of what's happened with this whole John Brown situation. Guy fled Russia, who's currently going to war with Ukraine, right? Yeah. And if that's not an unforeseen circumstance and the Russian club not allowing him to go to Perth, like that's, an, that's a circumstance in which you can say, all right, fair enough. You know, he's been in the country for, you know, two, three weeks now, I want to say. And, you know, they didn't release him then. I mean, fair enough, the the league has rules. But the only reason why United signed Bubba was because Perth were getting Brown. And Brown is now not going to play for him. So, but I think it's the right call by the league. Obviously, don't change the rules. Yeah. But the thing is, I think the NBL should have released a statement at 8 o'clock when Perth played the Sydney Kings saying, look, you cannot apply for an exemption anymore. You know, if it comes through late, you can't do it. And that should have happened earlier, but it's happened now and it's just a shame. And whatever side you're on on this, you're going to be looking, you know, like an idiot. So I I feel like they have made the right decision. Um, but the, the the comments I hate the most are Perth fans that say, oh, you know, this wouldn't have happened if it was Melbourne United, Melton, you know, Larry Kessman and the NBL. I hate those comments. I mean, we've talked, Felix Van Hoff talked about it for Trash Talk for years as well. I mean, I hate comments like that, you know, NBL type comments and just, you know, look at Melbourne, look at Sydney. They can have four imports and, and that. No one's stopping you from getting a draft and stash player. If you have done the same thing, if you were Cairns, if you were Tassie and you, you know, well, Cairns a few years ago or, or whatever team to apply for a draft and stash the way Sydney did with Diddy, they would have allowed it. They, they're not biased. Same thing as Ty Wesley with Melbourne United and people using that example as well. He was contracted there. It was, you know, he was a local anyway. I don't think it was a big deal. He played for a local for the breakers. Why don't you talk about the breakers having, three ports, three imports when they had two imports. You yeah, know, but it's... the rules were different back then and then they changed them because teams were exploiting it. I know, but Guam, Guam are literally playing in the Asian division right now. So I, anyway, that's Ty Wesley's retired. <laughs> Why we talk about Ty Wesley, but um, I, I'm just frustrated with comments saying, you know, Melbourne United would do this, Sydney Kings are allowed to do this. Illawarra could have Jessup when literally it's the same thing as what Sydney have done with Didi. So I, I just hate those comments. Aiden, I want to hear your thoughts on this situation. Shambles. Let's put these now. Um, I agree, disagree with Jason saying they signed Bubba because of that sign. 
they still had a spot because um, Dalton was injured. I yeah. reckon they were, expo- they were exploring an option on a player regardless of. I I think I agree with you there, um, Aiden. I don't yeah. think the bubble signing was because of Brown. I reckon the bubble signing mm. was because they knew that someone might come in from Perth. They just didn't know who at the time. And they were going to get ready in case, you know, Perth signed someone that was really attacking player. So I think um, Bubble I was going to get signed one way or another. It just, it I don't think they could care less about who Perth was signing or what other Well, I, I, I think I was told honestly. that um, one of the team managers said that they didn't think that Perth were actually going to go sign the Russia. So they were going to sign Bubble regardless of what happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Bubble was going to get signed regardless. I just think they were preparing in case Perth signed like a player like Fraser again and have another shooting guard that they were going to sign. But um, I feel like we're going to hear his name next season. I feel like he's going to be the first person that's going to be signed in for agency. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a terrible situation. Hopefully we never speak about it again. Um, but I think the NBL has made the right decision. Um, and I hate looking at Perth fans winching about this situation. Um, should have signed him early. They've had all season. You could have I mean, signed Perth, someone before played. Fraser. There was options then. They didn't. So, too bad. Well, they Took did it get too late. When they know if they would. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the rules. I don't think any other time the NBL has really been the rules to favour one team. I feel like to favor one team. I feel like they have been the rules, but I think it's to help the next stars program and it's there for other teams. It's not like it's for one team. Other teams can do it. If you can get in contact with a draft and stash, they gotta allow it. That's what happens. Same with Villawara, it happens. So um, can I can I just bring something up? And I know I'm a Perth fan, so (laughs) shut up. (laughs) But can we talk about John Mooney last year? Right? Yeah. You know the reason why Perth didn't allow, didn't sign him as a next star? Is because they knew that the league were going to place him somewhere else. Right? Unless if you're solely, unless your sole intent is to go to X team, like Diddy was with Sydney and Jessup was with Illawarra, They'd place people somewhere else. Like Josh Giddy. This happened with Giddy. I think it was more his management and more of the league pushing him to go to Adelaide. But United were looking to get him. But no, I, no, no. I know more about that than Yeah, Giddy wanted wanted an opportunity, I think. He didn't want to Giddy Giddy didn't get promise of court time at United that Dean. It's the same with yeah. Dyson Daniels as well. I think Melbourne and United showed interest in those two, but they couldn't promise them enough minutes, so they went in. Yeah, no, those two went on their own terms. Didn't yeah, but I know what you're trying to say, Jackson. I, I get what you're, 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 you know, what you're trying to say. I mean, the way they signed Jessup Illawarra, they they could have signed Mooney as the next star. Well, don't forget, um, Armstrong kind of got signed via Phoenix then for the NBL. Yeah, but I think all, I look at all these next stars. I think it's more the team interest. You look at. All the other European guys, I mean, the, it's more the team signing. I don't think it's the NBL allocating next stars to a certain team. I don't think that's the scenario Because no, you look at the breakers, they got Besson and Diang. They wanted those type, those two guys, obviously. I, I don't think it's necessarily who the NBL allocates which team, but that's a whole other discussion. 
Um, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Let's move on. Never talk about John Brown again. Had enough oh, of God. it. God. <laughs> comparison. Sure? What's your comparison of the week, Jackson? Right. We we mentioned his name earlier. It was either recording this or beforehand. And um, Justin Simon. Yeah. Right. So there's been a whole lot of talk about whether or not Cleveland has been better than Simon, mm-hmm. as in like on court impact. So I've compared the two. Yep. So Cleveland is averaging 15.6 rebounds, two, two assists, two steals, and 1.2 blocks per game. Yep. While Simon is was averaging um, nine points, six rebounds, two assists, two steals, and 0.8 blocks. Yep. And, you know, the thing is, is like that's a massive difference between the two. So I thought, oh, let's go to advanced stats and see if there, you know, see if there's still a difference. And there is a massive difference. So Cleveland has a PER of 26.7. Simon had a PER of 18. And then O rating, uh, Cleveland has an O rating of 111.4. Simon 104.7. And the defensive rating, you know. Cleveland has a better defensive rating by two. Really? And well, yeah, it's very surprising to me, but I think stats can only say so much about somebody, yeah. but if you actually watch a game, it's yeah. completely different. But I mean, I think, yeah. Well, I asked the signing thing a few months ago about they regret signing. I meant for reformate. I didn't mean for... Oh yeah, same here. No, that, that was my little question. I wasn't attacking it on Cleveland because I love Cleveland. Cleveland's great. But Cleveland you know is what? a good all-around player, yeah. Justin Simon was meant to go to Perth, according to me and um, Evan. <laughs> according to his and, dad and on Instagram. According to his dad. His dad know? commented on Instagram during the offseason yeah. that he's going to Perth. So I don't know what happened there, but... It um, better not be in April 1st that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was like... I don't even know what it was like. It was during the off season, but um, yeah. Either way, I think they both provide two different things. Cleveland's they wanted a more all around player, but didn't want to lose that defensive impact. And Cleveland's that perfect guy. Um, see, Simon is exceptional defender. Um, he won the, He ended up winning Defensive Player of the Year, right? Yeah, he did. yeah, yeah. So I mean, that shows what impact he had defensively. So, um, but he didn't have as much offense as guys like Cleveland did. So they wanted an upgrade on a guy that could do more, but still didn't lose too much defense. And uh, I think they found a better guy, but Simon's still a good player. I hope he comes back to the NBL eventually. Um, yeah. He still is a good player. Yeah. He's playing in Germany right now. I yeah. Believe. Yeah. Uh, hot take of the week. Anyone want to go first? Or I'll start off. I'll start off. Okay. Cairns tight pants, I think Aiden, you mentioned it before, but Cairns tight pants would have been a top five team had their players stayed healthy this season. Mm-hmm, 100%. That's a hot take. I don't agree with that. Really? Yeah, that's yeah. that's a hot take. Are you saying that based on what we, because obviously high is a beautiful thing, but I, I, if you said, okay, on paper now, I said they're a good team, but if you ask me the start of the season, I would say Kuala was questionable. Pindar was questionable in all these places. Would be questionable. We look at Illawarra, the way I mean, they stayed healthy this season. If they were missing guys like Harvey, the same time as McCall was out, Rafa Mays, the same time Machado was out, um, Reef, the same time Zimmerman's been out, would they still be a top four team? 
Yeah, because Emmett now will get some minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joking. But yeah, anyway, I, I think Cairns would be a top five team, honestly, if they had stayed healthy there. Like I said, oh, I, if you told me these plays on paper before the game, like before the season, I wouldn't have. Yeah, probably started the season, it was way more of a hot take. But now, if you look at it, Machado had he stayed healthy early yeah, okay, on good. and McCall stayed healthy throughout the whole season. Who knows what this team could have done? My worry for Pinder was that he would get like 70,000 in a game. Like that, that was the one yeah. worry when the sun. I was like, no, nah, yeah. Uh, who's next, Aiden? What's your take? Uh, go Jackson. I've got mine. I just don't right, Jackson. Okay, Trevor Gleason will be the head coach of the Boomers in Paris. <laughs> that's a hot take. That's okay. something I have not heard. You want me I to like elaborate? Yeah, go on. I like it. Gorgian's contract is only until the World Cup. After that, Ooh. it's done. And mm-hmm. I can't see Gorgian being the coach in, you know, three mm-hmm. years' time. I can see him sticking at either the Boomers or Illawarra, but not both. Mm-hmm. And one will have to let go. The other one he'll keep on. But I just don't think he'd like to do international you know, tournaments. Or... I don't know about that. Yeah, I like I, it. but I think Gleason is good enough to be the Boomers head coach. I like well, it. Yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a crap take. I'm just... No, yeah, I like it. I mean, he's assistant coach for the Raptors right now. I feel like um, you look he's at other... Inter- for the Boomers. Current assistant coach of the Boomers was... Was it Adam Capehorn? Capehorn? It was Matt Nielsen and Matt Capehorn. Nielsen. I thought yeah. like Capehorn was going to give over Gleason first. Capehorn's head coach of... The Long Island, Long Island Nets, Nets yeah. at the moment. So I, I like it. I like Trevor Geeson as a head coach. I mean, Mike Brown, I think he's assistant coach of the Warriors right now. And he coached uh, Nigeria at the Olympics. So I can see it happening. And I mean, if Steve Kerr could coach the... Uh, was it Steve Kerr coaching the US? Or Popovich? No, it was Popovich coaching But Kerr's the US. taking over, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if a head coach can, if a head coach of an NBA team can also coach an international team, then I can see Gleason um, definitely being head coach. And then your hot hot take. Well, Tassie has got four games left. Yep. I reckon they'll win all four. They'll beat United. And they'll beat Phoenix. Wow. Well, they're going to New Zealand Cairns, but well, like, that's, that's, that's a hot take. Yeah, that is. They'll beat Phoenix. They'll get their nine wins against each team, and then they'll beat United at home to end this year. And then I- they'll make finals in Perth. I want to know when Magnate comes back. They, I don't they think they'd come back at they all. They haven't said anything about no, him. Bit odd, but, um, and there would be a different side if he was back in the squad fully what healthy. Is this Magnate's not playing. Zimmerman's probably not playing for the rest of the year. That, that center matchup in the Cairns just New Zealand. Um, Man, I mean, the league would have been so much more competitive had those just a couple guys stay healthy on those bottom teams. Well, we, but, both, um, we all think Magnate's not going to be back at Chelsea, do we? What do we all yeah, think? Yeah, I think he'll return. I think Great he might go to a bigger market. Really? Like, that's just my feeling. I think he's per- I think he's finding the right situation in Tassie. Um, but yeah. If him Humphreys, like you said, would make a good year. I like that um what you said off air, but I, I think they need to need to play more power forward next season, find another good center yeah. to play next season. Um if we're talking about guys and if they've stayed healthy, the team would be a whole lot different. Yeah. What about Dan Gritter? Would Illawarra oh. be this good if Gritter was in there instead Conrad of Conrad? Yeah. Nah, I don't. Because Conrad wouldn't be playing. I reckon that would be the same. I don't reckon that would be. Yeah. 
I don't think I he's, don't think he's, he's good player graded, but I don't think he would have that much he, impact. His impact isn't the like his spark to bench would be great, but he wouldn't be. It's kind of like what Isaac White's doing at times. Like, yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, thing is, he was starting at power forward in a you know semi final game three. So true, true. His potential is great. I love his potential. He needs to, him. He's just two ACLs, I believe, in a row. Like yeah. he's been out for two years. It's, like, it's, it just sucks. But well, like speaking of injuries, I'm glad Glovers and Cooks have got a you know, yeah. Healthy run, oh yeah. Glover's healthy as well. I'm, I'm hoping Griller gets a Glover run next season. That's all I'm hoping. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, let's go to five rapid questions to finish us off. Uh, first question: If Perth exit in the first round of the finals, should Morrison get sacked? If no. it's a really, really bad sweep, like they get pumped by thirty points in both, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying if maybe. They, but no, if it's, it's yes just... or no, if it's if they exit in the first round, should Morrison no. get sacked? Before we continue, that's if they make finals. But no, no, I don't <laughs> no. think so. Okay. They're paying him a whole lot of money for three years. If there was a play-in tournament, could the Jack Champers of Southeast Melbourne Phoenix beat whoever is fourth? So say fourth plays fifth. To make a spot in the fall. If Tassie played Illawarra, Tassie would whoop Illawarra again. Phoenix played Illawarra. That's also a good game. Phoenix, any of them play Perth, they're not going to win. That's all I'm going to say. Like, I know Tassie beat So, yes, yes or no, Aiden? Do you yes. think Tassie or South Mill? Yes, yes, yes. No. Is the reason why the Wildcats aren't succeeding this season is that they don't have a next star? No. No. The reason why they're not succeeding is because they don't have Trevor Gleeson and they yeah, changed up okay. their entire system. <laughs> I'm just asking because the other top three teams, Illawarra, Melbourne, and uh, Sydney, all have next stars. So just well, they don't have their six play in the, the crowd like early days. Like the, the crowd in the Red Army. I don't know if I was in a row home, but like that Red Army crowd is a six player in that team. Yeah. Will Pinder stay in Cairns next season? No. He'll go to Perth. Oh, he'll go oh. to Perth. All right, and do you, do you see Majet and Adam staying in Tassie next season? No, no, I can see one of them staying, but not both. Okay, okay. All right, do you guys got anything else to add this week? Watch the WNBL finals tonight. That's my yes, um, yes. Do that. Come to the WNBL Perth Links first. The uh, Boomers, Melbourne Boomers. So always Melbourne and Perth in the finals now, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, uh, thank you guys for tuning in for another episode and we'll see you guys next time.